This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report. Everything okay over there? A little less volume. Some uh, last-minute scrambling as uh, we prepare for tonight's broadcast. How's it going? Scott Hammer in the studio alongside Ron Miller. And a special guest. Didn't even know what's coming. Jimmy Ward Jr. in the studio as well. Yeah. Uh, he says he's spectating, but... We may uh, we we stuck a microphone in front yeah. of him, and he's he's got some earphones. So, uh, tried some different settings on our uh, Facebook. Actually, this it's a little squish. It's not the widescreen. That's what I see is different. But at least it's not jerky. I guess we had some dropouts and some issues with our uh, live broadcast uh, last week on Facebook. So, I think we've got those worked out. Now I just need to choose the right size next time so the video fills things. Anyways. Uh, welcome, race fans! Live from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. It's the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, May twenty third. This is show number eighty five. I was going to say, after eighty four shows, you've still got to read that, Scott. I do. You're a true radio guy, man. Live on uh, three platforms: Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, and Periscope. Technically, it's four, but Twitter and Periscope are like the same thing. So, but you forgot one: Spotify. But we're not live on Spotify. Oh, okay. We're live on the video on those platforms. We are available on demand on uh, pretty much any of your favorite podcasting platforms, uh, including Spotify, iHeartRadio. If we had, to, if you had to choose one, pick one. We would prefer you use iHeartRadio. Yeah, because they're they're kind of supporting us, and that's that's yeah. If they go out of business, then we probably don't have a show. And and, and we don't want that to happen. No. Tonight on the show, we're going. We are going to talk to Jay and or Mike, or, or maybe both of Mike them. and or Jay. Yeah, at uh, Great Lakes Crate Series, a brand new late model crate series that they're working on, a six hundred two, and that's pretty much all I know about the series. Uh, Do we know if they'll have any shows this year? That's or? what we're going to ask them. Okay, I don't think they have anything booked yet for this year. They're like, from okay. what I gather, they're planning on kicking this off in twenty twenty, but. Uh, We'll talk more to them. Uh, they got a bunch of Michigan tracks, Oakshade, and uh, others that uh, I guess they have did. expressed an interest. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what that's all about. A learning expedition. It was funny because uh, after I got done uh, uh, with uh, the Bomber A-Main on Saturday, I was getting ready to walk back up to the tower, and these two guys came over and uh, like, yeah, he's the guy that does that, uh, that show. What do you hear about the uh, Great Lakes crate series well, yeah, nothing really did you hear anything bad about them like no it's like oh we're, we're the guys that we're calling <laughs> in so it's like ah, i see what you're doing there it was a little fishing expedition yeah. we're also uh expecting a call a little bit later from Sil- silver bullet speedway up there in the thumb of michigan they have a big imca uh, modified show that'd, that'd be right here folks right yeah right about up in here if you're familiar with the map of michigan uh 
uh, give Ron Miller Race Cars a call. 734-856-7223. That's 856-RACE. Have you, are you caught up on everything? We're getting caught up. Uh, a couple of projects and, uh, you know, th- there's no racing stuff is starting to wear thin, Scott. Yeah, you need some people to tear up some cars so you get some more business, right? Well, uh, at least they could want to improve them, you know. Hey, let's make Speaking some Speaking of which, I figured out what my problem is. I think I need new tires. Really? Yeah, I've been running the same tires since Two years. for almost, no, about a year, and I, and it's the same tires I used at Sandusky on New Year's Day. You know what? I sell tires. Do you? And I have them in stock. Awesome. There you go. What kind of tires do you have? Tall City Recaps, $85 a piece. There you go. As opposed to those other guys, which are more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got to shop. Ron Miller Race Car, 734-856-7223. Uh, if you want more information on Hammerdown Race Report, want to become a sponsor, or uh, just need to figure out how to listen to us, HammerdownRaceReport.com. Jimmy, I'm just being careful not to get thrown is what I'm trying to do. Okay, we do have dangerous chairs in the studio. Um, that, that's the one that takes you down. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're just going down so that so my foot so so that if something if if something fails, you don't have as far to fall. Exactly. No. Oh, okay. The Hammerdown Race Report Dirty 30 is coming up on October 3rd at Sandusky Speedway. I have the list of people who have entered. I just got that uh, a few hours ago. We're pretty excited about Doc, it. Yeah, so uh, we'll find out who won the uh, how many because I think last week we were asking how many res- right. registrants we would get between last week's show and this week's show. Uh, if you do plan on race, uh, plan on racing UMP uh, late models, bombers, Fremont dirt trucks. trucks and uh, four cil- or front wheel drive. Right. Front wheel drive don't yeah. don't narrow it down don't, to four yeah. cylinders. It's front wheel drive kind of wide dirt open. versus uh the asphalt guys. Uh head on over to Sandusky Speedway slash dirty thirty or go to hammerdownracingreport.com. I got a link there. I got a link pinned on our Facebook page. Yeah, our, as I think well. our Facebook page is a sticky, so it should yeah. be right at the top. It should be close to the top there. You can click on there. It'll take you right to the page where you can uh, fill out a form, get yourself uh, pre-registered. Doesn't cost a dime, nothing. No. Um, they just want to know that. I just want to know. Yeah, they just, everybody wants to know. And we're going to promote who's going to be coming out if, there. So. If you're. Get your name on that list. If you're interested, sign up. Doesn't cost anything. Uh, you want to know who's uh, pre-registered so far? Me. You're on here, yeah. I'm on here. Is my kid on there? Corey McCoy is on here. Uh, Steve Miller is on here. Okay. Dylan Burtz. Okay. He's already registered. Winner of the B-Main at Oakshade last week. Is Jimmy Ward on there? Scott Robertson is on here. Kirk Dickey is on here. Yes. Uh, And that's it so so far. You mean Jimmy Ward hasn't signed up Jimmy Ward is not on. I mean, we got a little time, but... You know, I encouraged him to do that, and and he kind of let me down. You could say I'm sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Coming up a, a little bit later on tonight, uh, we will have the uh, weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman from WTOL. Uh, Pretty the, encouraging. The subject on the email I got back from him when uh, he sent me an email to let me know it was done said, don't shoot the messenger. It's not all bad, though. There is uh, there is some okay news, so uh, stick couple, around for that. A couple of bright spots. Yeah, a couple of bright spots. Uh, let's talk about what happened uh, this past weekend. Okay. We had some racing happen. Yes, yes, yes. Attica Raceway Park was in action uh, uh, Friday night. National Sprint Car Hall of Famer Jack Hoddenshield passed Joey Saldana. Dana. Joey Saldana. Yeah. I always said Dana when I worked at uh, uh, 
uh, Flag City right. years ago. Uh, past Joey Saldana coming to the checkered uh, to win the 410 Attica Fremont Championship Series. $4,000 to win that. So that was pretty cool. I guess I had a lot of uh, top-notch drivers out there. John Ivey, he got another 305 win. He won the Attica Fremont Championship Series for the 305s. $1,000 to win that. Congratulations, John. Doug Drown held off Rusty Schlenk for the uh, Attica Wayne County Late Model Series win. Scott, I didn't see the video of that, but I guess it was a really good race, first and second. If you can, if you can find uh, a link to it, uh, I guess it's worth watching. I did not know that. I yes. haven't seen it either. I'll have to check that out. A lot of good stuff from uh, this past weekend. Lima Land. From your point of view, Jimmy, was it a good race? Yeah, I had a. Were you there? Uh, yeah, I was. Oh wait, you were racing. Yeah. He made the show. <laughs> I had a front row seat for that one. I think I might have gotten Rusty's way a little bit, but oh, yeah, okay, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> that's me, okay. He gave me a hard time on Saturday, so I had a first happen to me on uh, Saturday night. You did. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Really? A uh, Lima Land oh, rained out. Yeah. It was reported. That, that's it. Bait me. Go ahead. The track had six inches. It's called the tease. Uh, the track had six inches of rain on Thursday night last week. So, uh, And then uh, a few hours ago, they've already canceled for tomorrow. So Lima Land, Lima Land has yet to get a race in this year. I guess a lot of places around have standing water from, well, this, from, morning, from this morning. Well, this morning, little, little sprinkle, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's move ahead uh, to Saturday, Saturday's action. Rusty Schlenk uh, picked up the season-opening UMP late model win at Oakshade over Ryan Missler, who finished second. Brandon Gregory, who will be in the studio next week, was the UMP Sportsman winner. Holland, Ohio's Jeff Folks picked up the Bomber A Main win, defending champion. How many is it? Like five times. That champion? that one was, boy, that one was kind of predictable. Was uh, it? Yeah, he drew a number one pill for the redraw on the feature. Started front row, and boy, he just never looked back. And he looked, he he never never missed a, a beat from last year. So thanks to him, that was the first time I've ever been lapped in a race. Really? Yeah. He was the only one, though? He was the only one, yes. Okay. Well, that, that's yeah. nothing to be ashamed of. I think Adam Noonan was second. Uh, yep. But, yeah. I, yeah. So that happened. Uh, Dylan Burt, did you see the, the B-Main at Oakshade? I, we, it's, two cars were left. And it was the most exciting race of the night. I saw Derek Derek Zuver go upside down, and I saw them roll the squad, and I thought, man, I'm cold, and it's it's time. Ah, oh, you missed out on a great uh, that's race. That's what I hear. John Martis rolled to a stud. There were three cars that took the green flag after that rollover, because mm-hmm. there was like five cars, I think, originally started. So three cars took the, the green. Martis rolled to a stop, and then it was just between uh, Dylan Burton and Zach Stotts. Right. And uh, those two had a pretty good battle. There was a photo I, finish right I, there at I, the end. I heard two that it cars. was just inches. So uh, Dylan Burke uh, got the win there, and he's already signed up for uh, for uh, our— For the uh, Dirty 30. Yeah. So we already got a feature winner uh, signed up. Dylan said when he went over to the scales, he asked them who won because he didn't Yeah, it was know. close. It was close. Um, Fremont Speedway. Buddy uh, Kofold took the checkered flag in Saturday's 410 uh, Attica. Fremont Championship Series uh, feature event to uh, claim the $4,000. It was only his uh, second visit to the track that Action built. So, Obvi- not a bad uh, Obviously, seat time at Fremont isn't yeah. all that important. Paul Weaver was the uh, 305 uh, winner for the Attica Fremont Championship Series, and uh, Sean Villani won his second dirt truck feature of the season. Just what a surprise there. Yeah. Sandusky Speedway finally got a full show in Amherst, Ohio. I was just in Amherst yesterday. I'm really? going there tomorrow. Yeah, the 
track. Watch the kid. Watch the kid run some more track stuff. They didn't. They didn't qualify for anything yesterday, but he's got one more event tomorrow that to try and qualify for state. Maybe could. So we'll see. Um, Amherst, Ohio's Carl Smith won the uh, Lake Erie Stocks feature. Brandon Holcomb took the checkers over Dan Smith and the Renegades. Tanner Smith from uh, Wellington, Ohio, was the beginner stocks winner. And Lorraine, Ohio's Charlie Schultz took the uh, win over Dylan Watson in the crate sprints. At Flat Rock, three-time champ Rod R- Rob Remick won the uh, 250 lap enduro. Defending track champion Bill Early won the figure eight feature. And uh, Caleb Barron scored his uh, first victory in the street stock A-Main. B-Main, it was uh, 2008 champ Ian uh, Gisilo. 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 All right, we'll go with your guys' pronunciation. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Eldora was also in action. Jared Horseman won the 300 or the uh, 360 sprint. 300. <laughs> 360 sprint. Uh, the 360 Sprint Invader feature on Family Fireworks Night. Dylan Woodling took the checkers and the mods with Jerry Bowersock and Brian Ruhlman finishing second and third. Paul Pardo was the winner of the Eldora Stock feature. Toledo Speedway in action two nights uh, last weekend. Saturday, they had uh, the qualifying for the ARCA race, and then they had the late model sportsman. Tommy O'Leary won the late model sportsman feature with Ron Allen second and Mike Young finishing in third. Uh, Sunday, the uh, Sioux Chief Power Packs 200 completed 152 of the 200 laps before the skies opened up and uh, shortened the race. Did you make it back to your car before? No, yeah, I, we, we didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, if I had jumped in the shower and stood there for 10 minutes, I couldn't have any been any more wet. I had no. I I was very impressed. They actually got uh, 152 laps in, though. Yeah, given the way the I, weather I, looked, I, so. I, I thought it was going to be 100 and pull the plug. Yeah. But a uh, pretty, uh, pretty good showing there for uh, Chandler Smith, who led 140 laps and was declared the winner after uh, the 152, after the rain came down, right. 152 laps. Uh, Ty Gibbs, grandson of uh, Joe Gibbs, finished second. I was pulling for him. He kept closing everybody, but he just couldn't, uh, couldn't, couldn't, quite, couldn't quite get there. Couldn't close the deal. Uh, last week's guest, uh, Haley Deegan, was caught up in an early wreck with Joe Graff Jr., and uh, actually, uh, I have uh, some audio of her describing exactly what happened. Really? Yeah. Um, first, uh, let's uh, check out. This is uh, what she said on Mav TV after getting out of the car. You know, right after it, uh, while she was uh, being interviewed on pit road. Seventeen-year-old young lady. Yeah, in her first ARCA start. Uh, this, yeah, yeah. We were fine. Uh, we were doing good. Kept getting held up by a seventy-seven. It just everyone warned me that he was kind of a douche driver. He just we were on his door and just chopped us down. He kept chopping us down. I was at his door multiple times and he just kept going and going down. So kind of saw that one coming, but I had to start moving here sooner or later because he was holding me up. So happens. And you had made a comment when uh, when you were watching her race that she's being really nice. Yeah. Because she, she kept getting a run off of two and then... Scott, the first 10 cars uh, straight from the green were in a pack and uh, I was I was amazed at the car control that young lady had. Uh, very, very good. And she got to the rear bumper of the 77 car, and he chopped her a couple times. And I said, you know, Scott, I, I'd have been on his back bumper. And, and I'm not sure. When, when she got to his door, I probably would have checked up one more time, and then I'd have moved him. Did you hear what uh, she claimed her spotter said? 
Um, yeah, I did. Well, well, here, let's let's hear what she had to say. We go out there, and I'm trying to work this guy on the inside. Kept getting good runs off of two. Uh, we tried to run the inside on three and just kept chopping my nose. Probably at least six, seven times in a matter of 15 laps. And so I just keep trying, and officially I was like, I don't know what else I can do. So I got a really good run, better than I had before. Had the inside, he chops my nose again, kind of wiggles himself up. It didn't help that I got hit from behind. And uh, ended up putting us both in the wall. Ended up both our races. And my spotter was over there telling his spotter, hey, you better move before we have to move, so move you. And I was like, I didn't want to knock the nose off my car, but then it turns out after the race, his spotter came up to my spotter and was like, hey, I'm sorry, the team owner was on the radio just saying to the driver of the number 77, don't let this girl pass you, don't let this girl pass you, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I reached out to uh, the... Uh, Joe Graff's uh, team owner there. I did not get a response. Really? I offered to have him come on the show, and uh, I basically wanted his side of the story. Sure. So, but I got no response. The girl showed an awful lot of patience and a huge amount of car control. Um, I said it before. I'll say it again. She is the real deal, and NASCAR, watch out. She's coming. So, and she ended up uh, getting credit with the 18th place finish, which was last. It seems the car count was down. I saw it was in my Facebook uh History, you know how those memories pop sure. up every once in a while? There was a picture I took of the starting lineup from like three years ago. I think it was 24 cars or something like right. that. But uh, the car count seemed down. That was I, I've watched a couple of the I've watched a couple of the ARCA shows on MAV-TV. Uh, Have they been down at all of them? Yes. Okay. Well, tonight uh, ARCA is at Charlotte for the General Tire. That could be a big deal. That starts at 9 o'clock. So after you're done listening to us, uh, eat some dinner or something, and then... Uh, you can check that out on Fox Sports 1 or FS1, depending on what you want to call it. Yeah. I'm not sure what they're branded now. Um, My TV says it's FS1. All right. got to get through this real quick, and we can give uh, Mike and Jay a call from the Great Lake Crate Series. Lucas uh, Oil Late Models, Hudson O'Neill passed uh, Jonathan Davenport with 18 to go to win at 34 Raceway last Thursday night. Davenport led all 50 laps to win at 300 Raceway on Friday night. Uh, Saturday's race at Deer Creek was canceled due to rain. Next up was supposed to be the three-day Lucas Oil Show Me 100 weekend at Lucas Oil Speedway in uh, Wheatland, Missouri. But uh, that one's not happening. You see the the video we had Boy, from that. I did. One? Looked like a possible tornado went through and ripped up grandstands oh, and trailers. Just made a horrible mess. Yeah. So that Scott, has been uh, that has been canceled for this weekend. I guess they're talking about uh, coming up with a, a make update for that. I hadn't seen that yet though. What did, were you going to say? Did you have any other information on the winner, the winner from uh, the Lucas Oil race? Which one? The winner. The winner. Yeah. Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, no other news on Hudson O'Neill. I was, it was a busy Le- week for me. Le- I didn't do Le- any digging. Leaving the racetrack. No, I did not hear this. Uh, they what? were on the road just outside of town, I guess. And uh, a car hit some water, hydroplane spun in front of them. Uh, they took the ditch, beat the crap out of their hauler. Um, I'm not sure that they're back on the road yet. I had uh, not heard this. Yeah, that's... Wow. That, that was... It was on Facebook. There were some uh, some pictures of it. Uh, didn't do the truck any good. It, it's, <laughs> I think it's, it would. It's, it's repairable. Um, I Bring guess, it to Ron, it'll buff out. I Yeah. I guess it was one of those deals where they had two great big tow trucks and a crane to uh, to get the truck out of the ditch. Wow. That's some crazy stuff. Not cheap, that one. 
Uh, next up will be uh, three days at Columbus, uh, Mississippi's Mongolia Motor Speedway, uh, March uh, or May <laughs> May thirtieth through June first. Uh, that's next Thursday through the first for the clash at the Mag. That's next up for Lucas Oil. Yeah, the, the way the so weather's he's got been, some he's got some time, I guess. To, to, the way the weather's been, it could be March. Yeah. Uh, World of Outlaw Morton Buildings at Late Models. Uh, we're at Muskegon County, or we're supposed to be at Muskegon County on Friday night. That show was postponed to Sunday, and then it was canceled again due to the rain. They did race Saturday at Wayne County Speedway. Brandon Shepard picked up the win there. The next race uh, scheduled for the World of Outlaw Late Models is Friday, May 31st, at uh, Cochran Motor Speedway in Georgia. Then Saturday, the uh, 1st of June, at Lancaster Motor Speedway, South Carolina. World of uh, Outlaw... NOS Energy Drink Sprints, the uh, Pennsylvania Posse versus the Outlaws in the Morgan Cup at Williams Grove Speedway. David Gravel beat the Posse on Friday. Lance DeWeese led the entire distance to win on Saturday. And Sunday's uh, Weed Sport, uh, Weed Sport. Come on, Scott. You can say it. Was rained out. uh, um, Yeah, so that didn't happen. Tuesday, they were at Bridgeport in. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, or they were bridge. They were at Bridgeport. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania native Danny Dietrich held off uh, David Gravel, Carson Macedo, and Donnie Schatz to pick up his fifth World of Outlaw win. Next up's the dirt track at Charlotte uh, tomorrow and uh, Saturday. And then we can wait to uh, we'll get to NASCAR and IndyCar stuff uh, All right. a little bit later. How's that? How about we uh, bring up uh, Jay and Mike here from the Great Lake Crate Series and see what that's all about? Uh, have you? You've seen anything about that? I, I've, I've really, I've just heard about it. Uh, uh, you, you were telling me a couple of weeks ago that they were going to be on, and uh, it sounds like a kind of interesting series. So I know you you're know. you're big in the whole uh, crate, well, crate deal to try. And I, save I'm, money I'm into cost containment, yeah, and, and you know, not necessarily crate engines, but whatever can be done to keep racing the cost in check. Hey. Who's this? Is this uh, Mike or Jay? Both. Oh, both. All right. All right. So uh, on the phone with Mike and Jay, apparently, from the uh, Great Lake Great Lakes Crate Series. Um, are you guys both the, the founders of this? Yeah. Okay. So what, what is this? Uh, the, the, the floor is yours. What is this uh, Great Lakes Crate Series all about? It's about bringing racing back to racing. Um about two years ago, we were sitting around in the race shop one day, and we were talking about, uh, you know, sure it would be nice if we could have competitive racing and, you know, um, get out there and have fun again. And the idea got taken real serious, and we started building a series. It's, you know, it's, it, it doesn't. I, I don't mind being out, you know, somebody out driving me or somebody setting their car up better. I don't want to be beat by the check they wrote. So the crate series is about putting racing back to racing, getting the fans involved, making it competitive. We're all on the same playing field. Okay. What, what, uh, what's your guys' background as far as uh, racing goes? Uh, grandfather, father. We raced for a few years. Um, uh, got away from it for a few years when our father had a stroke and the family kind of pulled back from racing. Um, I went into the dark days and went drag racing for a while. Did you say the? Did you say the dark days? Well, yeah. Okay, he did, Scott. I heard him. Just making sure. I thought that'd be a good wording for this show. Okay. Hey, we got nothing against drag racers. No, we, we've had a couple of them on the show. Yeah. Um, we just, 
you know, the, the, the original ideals behind the 602-604, the ideal, the concept behind it has kind of gotten muddied up a lot. As I'm sure Ron's smiling, he knows what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, um, you know, so they, they save you a couple of bucks on the engine, and then you spend thousands on things that could make it a, a tenth of a second better. Right. Yeah, write a check, write a check and beat everybody. Exactly. And that's where that's what we looked at two years ago. It was you know, the, the ideal, the concept is gone from where it originally was, and it's time to put it back. It's also got a lot to do with fans. You go to a track anymore and you look at the fans, you know, guys are, you got three or four guys out front, you know they're going to lap everybody, so nobody's really watching the race. They wait till a caution comes out or the white flag comes out and they'll look back at the race. Whatever happened to that heads-up, door-to-door racing? You know, get the fans involved. Keep them glued to the track. Part of this has got to be about that. Bring them fans back to racing. If you start looking at grandstands, fans are getting empty. So you're saying... You know, future generation racing is an issue, too. If we don't start helping support what we love, which is racing, we're not going to be able to have the future generation even wanting to do it. So you're saying that uh, better racing is going to help bring that fan base back up and... NASCAR has been trying to do that for for years, trying to manufacture competitive well, racing. Obviously, NASCAR has been yeah. manipulating everything can everything they can to bring the fields back together. But quite honestly, their best years were when somebody lapped the field. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but it depends on who was lapping the field, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely, it did. Absolutely, it did. So, so what so are it, your? It, let, let's talk nuts and bolts. What are your plans to bring the costs down and the excitement back up? Keep keep that cost down. Lock them motors down. Lock them carburetors down. Lock the chassis down. Get rid of them shocks. You know the canister shocks. No more six and ten thousand dollar shocks on a car. Okay, that's a big, that's it. The spec of fuel control. Like like Ron said, put as much death into the put a strangle on it, and we have we are one of the only series I know that for after the drivers meeting everybody has to go every driver has to go up to the stands for a 50 minute fan interaction before we even take the track. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, and and you know we we tried to base this a little bit on we know people are going to try to cheat. Okay, it's going to happen. That's called racing. That's yeah. racing. You look for a way to cheat. You try to bend the rules. So what we've done is, is we've set it up where, okay, let's say, you know, uh, I take my car out there and I cheat and I get caught. I'm going to get a fine for cheating. That fine is going to go back to the points fund for the drivers. If you're going to cheat them other drivers, you're going to pay them other drivers. For a long time, I, I've been a proponent of, of reeling even the, even the super late models back in, uh, knocking the... Uh, aero dependency out of the cars uh have you addressed that at all and i understand it's not as big of an issue with the crate cars because the motor's not there uh additionally what what are you guys looking at uh motor wise uh 602 604 we're going to run a 604 that we've done some pretty 602 or excuse me a 602 <laughs> okay uh, are you sure about that because i got a guy that called me and said are you guys going to have 604s later yeah. too um, we're going to run a 602 that we've done some pretty good research with an engine builder. 
Um, the engine is built exclusively for our series. Um, so when I say when I say we're going to stick with the 602s and run that engine, we, they, you can't touch them. I mean, it's pretty bulletproof. We've, no. we've had a braiding system made and everything. If you touch them, it's a disqualified motor. You can't even call the engine builder and buy your motor. Is it is it an engine that's sealed from GM or is it a blueprinted motor uh, that your engine guy has done? Our engine guy has done these, and they have a sealing system on them for us. You can't call the engine guy and build your motor or buy it. You have to buy it through the series. They have a special serial number system and a special sealing system designed for our series. Okay. And we can also, we have a scanning system that are on the intake of these engines. There's a barcode scanner. We can scan that engine at every track and tell you when it was freshened, when it was purchased, everything. Our series is the only ones who knows what drivers have what engines because we assign them to them. Okay. Now, I know it's still in its infancy, but what, what's your target price uh, on an engine package? Um, engine and carb together because we are going to run it. Willie's went out of their way to build a spec carb for the series at $865. On, for the carburetor. Right, yep. the engine and carb out the doors, it tax and all is five thousand eighty-seven dollars. Okay, that seems okay, not so, bad. So for... that's that that goes on beyond uh, being in your infancy. You you've got that pretty well targeted. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's locked in. Okay, do you guys have do uh, you have finalized rules at this point? Or are you still uh, massaging? They that? are posted on our website. Okay. Now I know valve springs are a bit of an issue with that six hundred two. Have you addressed that at all to where yes. you can get some longevity out of them? Yep, um, that was one of the things that, that we had questions about talking to other guys with six hundred twos. So when we went back to the engine shop, we said, "Look, we know valve springs are a problem." I said, I've talked to guys that's had to rebuild, you know, do valve spring jobs on these the first year. So we kind of had some strength and some things added to make these a little tougher. Okay. Uh, so we can get a little more use out of them. The idea behind this is, look, if you go racing and you spend, you know, $30,000 on a motor and 10000 to rebuild it every year, you've got to win a lot of races to pay for that rebuild. Yeah, it's about the we checkered flags. We've got to take that out. You've got to get where you can go out and you can race, and you've and you got a good chance, just as good a chance as anybody at winning, and winning, winning the money and doing good in a show. If you, take a, you can come with a $300,000 toter home, but you're, when that car comes out of the toter, it's going to fit the rules just like everybody else is already running. I understand. So do you guys uh, have any uh, events scheduled for this year yet, or are you guys shooting for 2020 to get things started? 2020 is our focus, Yep. Um, and it will continue to be. We don't want to do anything that would jeopardize the money, effort, time spent on you know prematurely releasing anything. But we do have some considerations to run a couple races in 2019. Okay. Uh, tire rule, any any thoughts of containing prices and costs there? Well, you're going to be locked down to a Hoosier M40 on the right rear. Okay. Anything goes on the other three, but no soaking, no cutting, no grooving, no siping. So it's a no-touch tire. All you can do is grind it. Yep, flat grinding only. Okay. So do you have uh, any tracks committed to uh, running events in next year, 2020? Oh, absolutely. Shady Hill, Butler, Oakshade, Thunderbird, I-96, Gas City. All pretty nice facilities. 
Any uh, any dates on those locked down yet, or is nobody's it still... doing their twenty twenty schedules okay. yet? <laughs> I, I, I did get guarantees from them that we are there. Um, I just have to call back more towards the end of the season and lock in the dates, okay. um, and then you know we'll be posting dates after that. What about? And we feel like we've done a really good job on the payout. Our minimum show to the winner is going to be eight hundred to win. Okay. Minimum. That's just a regular show. We have several special events in 2020 that will pay more. What's it? Uh, what's it pay to start if you make the feature? Hundred, hundred toe. Uh, I don't okay. care how far you back, and the uh, way our contracts are written, if you take the track at an event, you're getting tow. Yeah, if you go out in hot lap and you you blow a transmission up, you're getting tow. If you have a legitimate breakdown and you can't run the race, you're getting tow. How many uh, how many racers do you have uh, committed to run the series? Um, I'm I'm really confident that we have a really good field. We'll have it a continues full, to grow. We'll have a full series. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, any any names you can drop yet? Nothing we can drop. Okay. Figured I'd check. Well, you know, some of these guys race at tracks or or whatever, or whatever you know, have personal reasons. They say they don't want our names yet, but we're we're in. <laughs> now I know that there's some tracks up in Michigan that are playing with chassis rules that are requiring that the the racers use an older chassis. Uh, you're you're not going to clamp anything down on that. I mean, if somebody wants to come in with a Rocket XR1. God bless them, right? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, we got a catch for you there. You're going to run a steel-bodied shock. Okay. It's not going to be adjustable by any means. No gas pressure or anything. You are one spring on every shock. No stack, no progressive, and one shock per wheel. Okay, so no left rear behind. No bite shock, so forth, so on. Okay. Again, we're talking. And I think that will kind of keep it an even playing field, no matter how new or old your chassis is. Sure. Talking to uh, Mike and Jay from the Great Lakes Crate Series. How long have you guys uh, been working on putting this together? Because it sounds like uh, you know you guys have been at this for a while. You got a lot About figured two out. Years. Okay. So why? Do, what? Uh, I, I guess uh, other than trying to make uh, for better racing and, and saving some bucks uh, for the racers, uh, any other reasons uh, you guys decided to take on this uh, endeavor? One thing that we saw missing in a lot of people's racing is fun. Well, and we've we've expressed that same opinion here on on Hammerdown that uh, when you take the fun out of racing, the racers start going away because uh, at our level, Lord knows we're we're not in it for the money. No, no. And if you are, put it on a trailer and show it at a car show because that's, that's the only way you're going to win. <laughs> Now, is there a cost for for drivers that want to run this series? And is there is there like a points uh, a system you know it's, that pays at the end of the year? Will there be a champion? Oh, definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, there is a cost. Now, so you understand, we are dirt car sanctioned. Not only did when we approached dirt car did they make us our own series, they made us our own division too. Okay. So you know you have to sign up for dirt car, but you do that through us. Um, and there's definitely going to be a points fund. Um, I'm very confident that our points fund is continuing to grow. We have very good sponsors on board uh, for our points fund. Not only are we just looking at a money points fund, we're looking at a product point fund, too. Oh, contingencies are good. Yeah. Absolutely, and there's some good ones. There's some uh, really good ones. Let's just say Willie's really did a wonder for that. Yeah. 
Um, every sponsor we have have now from our, our fuels, uh, One Ethanol, American Ethanol is one of our sponsors. Willie's is one of our sponsors. Dominator is one of our sponsors. The, the list is getting out there pretty good. Um, all them guys, you know, it wasn't just about money for the points on. Yeah, we made them give stuff, but we also made them give product because it's important to racers. If I give you a case of oil, I did you a favor. Sure. Now, and, and that now, means a lot to you. You were talking. tire? You were, we, ta- we're running Hoosier tires. We made Hoosier tire give us some tires to give away at the races to our drivers because let's let's face it, tires aren't cheap neither. You were talking about Willie's carburetors, and in the same breath, uh, you mentioned ethanol. Uh, is Willie's going to be providing like an E85 carburetor? Or are they going to be uh, like the entire series is one ethanol S-based E85 fuel? Yes. It is a spec fuel. Okay. And Willie's made a custom carburetor strictly for our series for us. Okay. Um, if you go onto our site and look at it, there's a picture of the carb on there. They are just gorgeous. And they that, did a beautiful job. That fuel will be available from you at the tracks. We'll have it at a we'll have it at our, at our race shop, um, and then you know that's where we keep our cars, and then we will also have it at the track at every race. Okay, where are you guys uh, based out of? Coldwater, Michigan. Coldwater. Okay, I've heard of what, them. <laughs> what uh, what uh, I guess as far as uh, people that may be interested in, in doing this series, how, what kind of travel can be expected? Like, what are you trying to keep it in Michigan, Ohio, or I mean, is there is it going to expand beyond that? How how far? We've got Indiana tracks, obviously, okay. and we've got one that just kind of pushes over there, getting into the neighborhood of Illinois. Okay. So, but uh, are we there... are trying to simplify some of it, so we know if we have a spread on some tracks, because we have drivers from four states already registered, pre-registered. So what we're going to try to do is, for our drivers, for the cost, we'll try to catch them on a show on Friday coming up, and give them a show on Saturday coming out. Gotcha. How many, uh, do you guys have any idea about how many shows you want to have on the schedule for 2020? 18 to 25. Okay. That's total shows, not just weekends. That's total shows. That's total shows. We're going to take, what the plan is, is one weekend off a month for family. Okay. Uh, If people are interested uh, in finding out more about this series, uh, how can uh, they get a hold of you? Tracks, drivers, fans? Facebook, of course, Great Lakes Crate Series, and uh, on the uh, web, uh, we have GreatLakesCrateSeries.com. All right. Well, uh, we wish you guys the best. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing you at a track sometime uh, in 2020 or uh, maybe even before then. Uh, any uh, idea when, when you might have a schedule ready, like shooting for, like, January maybe? No, no. We want to have, have something together by the close of the year. Okay. You know, Scott, I got a spare chassis sitting around. Uh, Do you? Yeah. You know, I heard from a guy over by you that he had an old 97 car sitting around that he might just have to pull out. Oh, this one's newer than that, but uh, yeah, that that could be fun. Well, you guys got uh, Ron interested there. Hey, Ron will take you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What what about a guy my age being rookie of the year? I mean, is that possible? Well, there ain't going to be no rookie of the year because it's, uh, uh, it's the beginning season. But the champions you know, are less than seven races, and you look at twenty twenty one. Oh man, I'm not planning that far ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know what? 
We are, and you just never know what might pop up in 2021 because late models is not the end of the plan. Right. Oh. All right. Well, and, and, and I'll give you guys one more thing. I okay. know that I got some calls from some guys that got some bad taste over some crate series at other places. You know, people don't want to see one start and close. I assure you we're already working on our 2021 stuff. We're not going anywhere. There's too much time into this for us to let it go. All right. Well, we appreciate the time. We look uh, look forward to seeing you guys at the track. Thanks a lot, and we'll be talking to you more. Hey, right. we might sneak up on you again someday, Scott. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Later. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Mike and Jay there from uh, Great Lakes Crate Series. They had, they had all the answers, yeah. They did. They, they've thought it out, Scott. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I really, I had no idea really about this series until I saw something on Facebook the other day, and and was like, yeah, yeah what is 800 this? to and win. I know you're all into these uh, crate things. 800 so. to win uh, in today's late model world is, is really kind of anemic, but if there really is cost containment and, you know, you're on an E85 fuel that's not outrageously expensive, it could be fun to play with. All right. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, uh, Matt from uh, Silver, Silver Bullet Bullets. Speedway. Yeah, in uh, probably about... Uh, three minutes or so so we'll keep an eye on it. he's calling in uh before we get to that uh last week uh the uh all-star race yes yeah uh before we get to that truck race was uh friday night and uh, kyle bush won again amazing i know it's crazy uh imagine that. that was his sixth straight win in the trucks they're off for a couple weeks so uh he's not gonna win anymore i don't even know if he can race anymore because there's like a limit on how many yeah. the cup drivers can uh, yeah. run in so he, he's he, probably he maxed be done. out yeah um, Kyle Larson became the first driver in all-star history to win the open and then win the all-star race. So congratulations to, uh, Mr. Larson there. Yeah. And, uh, apparently Clint Boyer wasn't too pleased with, uh, Ryan Newman after the race. Yeah. And, and Ryan's a big boy, so yeah. that must have had, uh, Clint Boyer really, uh, yeah, I didn't. P-O'd. I'm still not really sure exactly what happened. I didn't. We were out at the track, so I didn't see it, and I just saw the replay of the fight and the little stuff after the uh, race where they were kind of hitting each Co- other. A couple of clips where yeah. where Clint was was not at all pleased, reaching in the uh, window. He didn't even take his helmet off; just ran over and was throwing in punches and Newman while he was in his car. And then they talked, and then uh, they went. No, to they're the, good buddies, and they went to the uh, the trailer there. The yeah. Um, the uh, uh, Ryan Newman after drive his uh, fist fly. I did read something that uh, uh, Stewart said, Tony Stewart, the uh, car owner mm-hmm. for Boyer. He's like, next Clint time Boyer. you need to take your helmet off before you go over and fight. That's what he said. That was his well, only. That that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I did huh. have more on this. Where did that go? Was that oh, it was down here. Uh, there dive, was, dive in, Jimmy. Was that before or after he won at Atomic Saturday? I don't know. I don't know when he said that. It probably would have been. Well, you, well it you, probably would have been after. You if, just didn't bring it up that he won yeah. down there. That yeah, just... I did see that too. Um, NASCAR commented on the uh, the scuffle. Quote: They had a little difference of opinion out there on the track, according to Scott Miller. Um, they uh, had a difference of opinion here in the trailer. It is expected uh, no penalties will be issued, but NASCAR will keep an eye. On the situation you know that have at it boys is really starting to get exciting yeah maybe it needs something you know the first couple of years was kind of boring but yeah coming up this weekend uh the xfinity series will be at charlotte motor speedway on saturday for the 
Elsco 300. Not sure mm-hmm. what that is. Uh, that's at 1 o'clock on Saturday on FS1. Monster Energy Cup Series has the Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday evening at 6 o'clock on uh, Fox. And uh, I haven't heard anybody doing the double duty trying to nope, do nope, the... No, no, but uh, preceding the, the race at Charlotte is the Indy 500. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one week after Simon Paginaud won his uh, first ra- race in 23 races, he put... Uh, his Penske team Menard Chevrolet on the pole for the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500 with a four-lap average of just a measly 229.992 miles per hour. Danica Patrick, a race commentator. Actually, she did okay. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Uh, Indy 500 airs on NBC with coverage starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday. They actually had more than the 33 cars. They had 36 cars entered. Yeah, that one uh, guy from did, McLaren got bumped. Yeah, did you? Yeah, did you happen to the, to watch the that qualifying and, and bump series? Oh, grab grab the, grab the phone. All right, let's uh, check this out. Hammerdown Race Report. Is this Matt? Yeah, it's Matt. Hey, Matt. How you doing, bud? Pretty good. Uh, Silver Bullet Speedway, right? You got it. You got and it. good old Owendale, Michigan. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I got a message uh, last week. Was it from Nick? I think that's who it yeah, was. Yeah, it was so. probably from my brother Nick. Yeah. So you guys... He's uh, unfortunately at work right now, so... You guys run the track up there? Yep, we own the track. We've owned it. This is our seventh season of owning it, and uh, we've been doing nothing but improvements because it was really run down when we bought it, and we've uh, brought it a long ways. All right. Well, uh, before we talk about uh, your big race coming up this weekend, uh, give us a little uh, history on on Silver Bullet Speedway. Well, it was opened in 1955 uh, by the Alexander family, and he bought it in 53, opened it in 55, and they ran it for uh, a number of years. And then uh, there's another owner after that. I forgot his name. And then uh, then we had uh, Ron Berry owned it, and then Mary Dom owned it, and then we bought it from Mary Dom, uh, like I said, seven years ago. And uh, it's the longest, uh, can't say it's the per se oldest dirt track, but it's the oldest running dirt track in Michigan that's never been shut down. There's a couple that are older, but they were shut down for a number of years. So we're the longest uh, continuous, continuously run uh, never closed uh, dirt track in Michigan. What's the track configuration? It's a big quarter, small three-eighths. The actual measurement on the track is dead center. <laughs> and if you measure ours at the bottom, it's a quarter. You measure it at three-eighths at the top. So it's basically a uh, big quarter, small three-eighths. You guys, uh, and, a Saturday night uh, track, weekly track? Yep, Saturday night, every Saturday at 730 uh, we do change it up uh, second weekend or third weekend in August. We actually run on a Thursday opposed to Saturday uh, because it's our big cheeseburger weekend in Caseville. And uh, people have a, quite a few cocktails there and it's a pretty big party and they don't always show up at the track. So, so, so you don't want to interfere with the party. Exactly. Yes. That's uh, And we also do the parade in Caseville, pass out about ten thousand uh, two dollar off flyers on Wednesday, and we're hoping those people will come in on Thursday before uh, the big party starts. And uh, the last two years, or I'm sorry, last four years, we've uh, gotten rained out three of the years, and we ran one year where it rained all the way around us, but not at the track. Those so are tough. We haven't, we haven't had a good idea of uh, no of uh, 
how the Flyers have worked out for us because of the weather conditions. What's your weekly program? Uh, we run all six classes every week, except for when we have the sprint cars. We run uh, the mini wedge that uh, run in our infield. We have a smaller track for them. It's uh, kids from six to, uh, I think it's 14. It's basically a late model body with a, uh, a six and a half horsepower uh, motor. It's basically a glorified go-kart racing go-kart it, they're actually really cool scott i've watched um, a couple of those races and 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 they are they're fun to watch <laughs> oh yeah they're they're great and the kids love it and it gets gets kids in racing young uh before they uh get a bad habit so uh um we want to get them young and get a new uh crop of racers in because i know unfortunately some of the guys are getting older and uh can't really race anymore so we need Need to keep the kids in it. So Congra- congratulations on doing that. So what? What other? Thank you. What other classes uh, do you run weekly? Then we, yep. Then we run our uh, our uh, road warriors. Those are uh, four and six cylinder front wheel drive, and also four cylinder rear wheel drives. Uh, that's more of a beginner in, uh, a cheaper class to get into. And then we run two uh, stock car classes. We run our Michigan Street stock set. Uh, we have the same rules as quite a few of the other tracks in Michigan, so the drivers can go know either our track or other tracks, and uh, they know they're legal at you know, any of them running those. And then we also run a bullet stock class, which is our old UMP-sanctioned uh, street stocks. That's a uh, step up from the Michigan street stocks. And then this year we changed from our pro stock to a pro late, basically we're allowing older late models that are kind of obsolete in the late model class to be able to run with that class, but on eight inch tires. Jimmy, and then we run our, what, and then we, Jimmy, oh, what, what was, what color car was that, that we uh, built for up there? Do you remember? We, uh, we rebodied what, it. Yeah, it was uh, black with a green deck and green. Spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Black and green. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know if he's been out yet, but uh, it was a oh, fun... Oh, you, you worked on a car that races up yes, there. Yes, yeah, it, it was a fun build. And, that uh, was in, was it Matt Dugan? He just bought a car, um, but he I don't think he bought his turnkey. Um, I'm trying to think, Lenny Gretzky maybe? No, uh, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure. This would have been a pretty sharp-looking uh, black car with a green deck. Hmm. Maybe a green I'm, nose too. I'm trying to remember who it is. Unfortunately, I'm running yeah. around like a fool during the races, so that, that's I only okay. Get to see a small portion of the races. So. I, I was just pretty interested in the concept. That's that's where I was headed with that. Right, right, and then we also run our IMCA modified, which is our uh, national sanctioning body. Uh, it's by the largest uh, sanctioning body in the in the United States for sure, if not in the world. Uh, and those are modified. They're open front wheel. Uh, they're by far our fastest class, and they put on a heck of a show. And by us being sanctioned, they uh, won for not only regional points but state points and national points. And they also run for rookie of the year. So uh, two of our drivers finished first and second in regional points. I think they were like ninth and eleventh in national points, and then. Another one of our female drivers that runs in the class, uh, she ended up uh, Rookie of the Year for our region. Well, that's so pretty, that cool. pretty cool. Yep, she also was in a stock car years, a couple years back and 
winter points championship, and she was the youngest uh, UMP female to ever win a track championship. What's her name? Uh, Victoria Trumner. She's uh, 16 years old, but she won it when she was 14, uh, the championship. So Impressive. So you got a, a big IMC, um, IMCA uh, modified uh, event this weekend, right? Yep. We uh, No, it'll be June 1st. Uh, this oh. weekend we actually are running our normal class, plus we're running uh, a Power Wheels demo derby for the kids. It's basically... Uh, <laughs> yep. It's basically uh, they're on power wheels. They have a balloon on the front and a balloon on the back. And uh, whoever has one balloon or two balloons left at the end and everybody else is our pop, then uh, they're the winner of it. It's a fun event. We're hoping to grow that because if anybody gets a chance, go on YouTube and punch in uh, uh, kids' uh, power wheel demo derby and watch some of the videos. It is it is a hoot. So, uh, it's our fun. It's, it's a good time. And then... June 1st is when we're running our big Sam O'Connor Memorial. Uh, Sam O'Connor raced up here for years uh, back in the vintage days when they were running uh, the open wheel modifieds. And then his two sons, uh, Kenny and Brian, ran up here for years uh, in all different classes. And now the grandkids are running up here. So, uh, oh, hold on, I got to shut up. My water truck is overflowing. But, uh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, now, exactly. <laughs> so they're, uh, now their grandkids or his grandkids slash, uh, no, his, his son's kids are running up here. So, uh, what we did is Sam passed away a couple years ago and, uh, we talked to the boys and, uh, decided to do a Sam O'Connor Memorial. And, uh, since we talked, they raised, uh, over $8,500 for the purse. And it's going to be 37 laps, and it's going to be 3,700 to win. And then we'll split the 8,500 going back, not split it, but we'll add to our normal payout going back, uh, you know, for all the other cars. And so it's going to be a heck of a payout. And the reason it's 37 laps and 3,700, that was Sam's number, was 37. So I would have guessed came that. up with that. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that. So we're super excited about that. And what that also does is any race over $1,000 uh, in the IMCA sanctioning puts them in the fat shaft. Uh, oh, God, what is it? It's the fat shaft uh, race of champions. And so they're qualified for that uh, down when they do their super nationals in Boone, Iowa. That's their big Super Bowl of races for the IMCA. So, so, and this... so yeah, it... go ahead. I was just going to say this uh, this race, the thirty seven hundred to win. That's uh, a week from Saturday, June first. Yes. Okay. Yes, correct. June first, and then June eighth, we have autograph night where all the drivers line up in the infield, and we open the gate so that the spectators can come down and get autographs. And they usually bring candy and some cards to sign, and we give them autograph sheets. So it's a great time for the kids. And then uh, June fifteenth, we have our first uh, sprint car night. It's MT- MTS Sprints, Michigan Traditional Sprints. Right. Uh, they put on heck of a show. We had uh, top two guys last year. Almost every time they came out, they were pulling both front wheels off the ground down the front back straight or back stretch. So uh, and they they put on a heck of a show. It's a good time. Have you heard uh, from these guys from the Great Lakes uh, Crate Series? No, I have not yet. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> That's the new series, I guess, to come out. I saw a little bit on it, but I haven't heard from it yet. But uh, 
Um, you know, we, we look at everything. We've had a handful of series come through, and some are real good. Some are okay. <laughs> All right, you guys, so, uh, do you have a, a – if people want to get uh, more information on uh, Silver Bullet Speedway, uh, you got a website? Yep, it's silverbulletspeedway.com. Or you can go to on Facebook, just punch in Silver Bullet Speedway, and it'll be the one in Owendale, Michigan. And then, like I said, we also have a big mud park uh, for mud bogs. And this oh, weekend, right. we you guys actually, have a lot of uh, fun up there. We, we, whatever <laughs> it takes to try and uh, you know keep the money coming in and keep it so we can keep uh, doing improvements to the facilities. So, uh, it, with racing only 18 times a year. And with rainouts, we only usually get 14 or 15 nights in. Uh, it's kind of hard to run a business, uh, you know, with that few nights. So uh, we got to offset some of our costs by doing some other, you know, things up here. And the mud bogs seem to really work out well for us. We had the property, so we uh, started with a small little field, and we've expanded it and expanded it, and then uh, three or four times now, and then we. Uh, put in a 750-person bleacher set, guardrail all the way around it, a five-foot deep uh, wide, deep and wide ditch so that the trucks will go in the ditch before they'd even get to the guardrail slash get to the people. So we've made it real safe, and uh, and that really helps uh, with the improvements on the track because this year uh, we put a half of our new front stretch fences all up with new poles. We put uh, two 46-foot light poles in the infield with all new 1,500-watt spotlights on them. Um, and plus, we redid our concession booth. We redid our gift shop. So every year, we take two or three big projects, try and get those done, along with all the small projects. So Have the you- Mudbog really, uh, really helps with uh, with financially helping with that. So. Have you... Have you- have you guys uh, thought about doing any winter racing? There's a track over there in mid-Michigan that has a winter race, and Dusky Speedway does a hangover race on New Year's Day. Wait, we uh, we thought about it. The only problem is we don't live up here, ah. and I live two hours away. My brother's about an hour and a half away, and we have to winterize our whole track because none of our buildings are heated. So it, to do something with the winter race, I thought about it, but... It would be a lot of preparation to unwinterize our facility and all the you know, trucks and equipment and then rewinterize them. It's about a day and a half process to, to do that. So uh, we'd thought about it, but the time to put into it to offset the cost of it, I don't know if it would be worthwhile for us. Uh, we've thought about snowmobile races and ah. so on and so forth, but we also have MP- MPX and lucky some that actually have huge ponds that they do those races on, and so those wouldn't be worthwhile because one does them one weekend, one does them the following weekend. So gotcha. that's the only thing there is with living so far away and uh, and with none of the buildings being heated, it's just kind of hard to uh, to financially to see if it would work or not. All right, well, we got to get uh, moving here, and we appreciate you giving us some time. Talking about well, uh, thanks for having me, and uh, you know, come on out to Silver Bullet Speedway. Like you said, this weekend we're racing Saturday at seven thirty, and then we have a mud bog Sunday at one o'clock, and uh, that usually goes till about six, and then we'll have a big bonfire and uh, and do that afterwards because most people don't have to work on Monday. All right, Matt, we appreciate the time. Thank you. Uh, thank you, you guys. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. Yeah. From uh, from Silver Bullet uh, Speedway. Yeah, I'm. Um, 
thinking there might be a, mud, a lot of mud bogs going on. Yeah, our, our local track had those last yeah. weekend. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, Matt from uh, Silver Bullet Speedway up there in the thumb of Michigan. Sounds like they have a lot of fun up there, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few other uh, news items before we get to uh, this uh, up weekend's upcoming racing and uh, Ryan Weekman's weekend weather pit stop forecast coming up here momentarily as well. Uh, the 2020 NASCAR Hall of Fame class was announced yesterday afternoon. Interestingly, three members of the class worked together for several seasons uh, as three-time uh, NASCAR Premier Series champion Tony Stewart and 2000 Premier Series champion uh, Bobby Labonte having both driven for Joe Gibbs Racing and team owner Joe Gibbs. Yeah. All three will be inducted into the Hall of Fame on January 31st. The other two inductees are uh, Buddy Baker and uh, crew chief Waddle Wilson. Waddell. Waddle. Waddell Wilson. I'm going with When did he race? Or when did he crew chief? He was, oh, lots of years ago. Way before okay. you, Scott. Don't then, worry. Then he's Waddle. No, he's not. He's Waddell. In addition, NASCAR announced that Edsel Ford II earned the uh, 2020 Landmark Award for outstanding contributions to NASCAR. The uh, 2000 or the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame voting panel met Wednesday in a closed session, and that was uh, so that was it. They narrowed it down from the 20 to those five. So congratulations! Yeah, to how come your name wasn't in there? Oh, too young. Did you hear about this? Uh, two-time Indianapolis 500 uh, winner. Al Unser Jr. was arrested by Avon, Indiana police early Monday morning. What, little Al's in trouble again? Little Al. He was charged uh, with operating while intoxicated. Oh, imagine that. The 57-year-old Unser uh, has had previous brushes with the law. He was previously arrested for drunk driving in Nevada, Nevada in 2007 and New Mexico in 2011. Yeah, well. Oh. Uh, did you hear about uh, this uh, guy that escaped... An inmate escaped and stole a race car in Louisiana. No, no, no. Uh, Bell, Bell Chase, Bell Chase, C-H-A. Bell Chase, Maryland? No, Louisiana. Oh. Uh, he, he, yeah, he led police in a wild uh, chase. It was a dirt oval race car, they said. It didn't say what kind. It was a street okay. stock or, you know, a late model or whatever. I saw a picture. It kind of looked Did like you? an Oakshade Sportsman almost. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I guess he ended up uh, crashing into a ditch, and he ran away. And wasn't much of a racer, was he? No, no, he probably shouldn't have. How about that, that lady that uh, was intoxicated and ran the police on a pretty wild chase in her motorhome? Oh, with, with I two, saw a video with two of that. dogs on her lap. That yeah, that was pretty crazy too. Um, uh, Kale Yarbrough. He was crew chief for Kale Yarbrough. Yeah. See, I know Kale. Well, I don't know him, but I know of him. Oh, okay. Um. Because you were told. Yeah. So last week uh, we played how many, right? And we, yeah, we uh, did. We guessed how many uh, we would get signed up. Uh, for... You kind of have to add one to the list. Why? To make it. To this list? Yeah. Who's that? Uh, probably me, because oh. I took enough crap at the beginning of the show for it. So So Jimmy Ward Jr. <laughs> is added to the list. Doug Doc, you're going to have to add Jimmy Ward Jr. Well, you're still probably going to have to fill out the form, just so you get on the spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Last week, we guessed how many would sign up. You said 18. Kathy said 20. And you took the under. I took 17. And we have eight, so I'll take the eight. I tried. You did. You didn't help out, really. I tried. You did. Uh, this week. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Uh, let's. Uh, this week's how many? Let's play uh, how many All-Stars are going to be at Fremont on Sunday. You know, it's the 
the return of the All-Star Circuit of Champions, uh, what, since 2015, I think it is? I think Couldn't. it was longer than that. Mm, but it's boy. been a few years. Yeah, how many do you think are going to show up there? Uh, does Ryan Wakeman factor run, into yeah. this? No, no, he does not. Okay. It's going to be a huge field. Uh, I, I'm thinking 38. What are you thinking there? Mr. Ward. I'm going to have to say like 40. 40. I'll go 45. 45, all right. Mrs. Miller? 38. Thir- Wait, that's what he said. I, I said 38. Oh. Come on, be original it. here, woman. 37. Okay. <laughs> What do you think, Scott? I don't know. I don't know where I want to go with this one. I'm going to go depends 39. On, depends on who, how many yeah. make it through. It also Attica and a tomorrow. lot is going to depend on the weather too, and you know, we'll, we'll see. Again, Ryan Weekman's forecast coming up momentarily. This weekend, uh, Lima Land was uh, going to have their opener for the fifth straight week. Well, probably the fourth. I'm exaggerating a little yeah. bit, but uh, they canceled already. Uh, that place has just been inundated with with rain. So uh, don't go to Lima Land tomorrow night because they're not running. Hopefully next weekend they can uh, get get their first show in. If right. if not, wait, is next weekend? No, that's the 31st. So they could still get their first show in May if they don't rain out next Friday. Right. Attica is scheduled to be in action tomorrow night with the uh, All-Star Circuit of Champions. That's uh, uh, they have uh, They're in Ohio for right. three nights. Attica on Friday. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. It's been a crazy week. I haven't gotten any sleep. Uh, Wayne County on uh, Saturday and Fremont on Sunday. Um, it's the uh, Ollie's Bargain Outlets All-Star Circuit of Champions, UMP Late Models, 305 Sprints at Attica Raceway Park tomorrow night. Gates open at 4, racing at 745. Uh, general mission tickets are 22 bucks for that. Saturday night, Oakshade Raceway will be in action with the American Late Model Series. 2000 to win for that. You guys both can be competing for that, 2000? Yeah. Okay. Um, UMP Sportsman, Bombers, and Compacts will be in action. Gates open to four racing at seven. General Mission is 14 bucks. there. Fremont Speedway is uh, going to host. They have a, a doubleheader this weekend. They're running Saturday and Sunday. Saturday night, it's the American Power Sports Armed Forces Night with the uh, Fast 410 Series and the 305 Sprints. Gates open to four, racing at seven. General Emissions, 10 bucks for that. I wonder how many of those 410 guys from the Fast, from the fast Series, series will, stick will, will do double duty that we'll, weekend. We'll find out. Flat Rock in action Saturday night as well. It's Varsity Automotive Group Joy Fair Memorial 100. I remember watching Joy Fair when I was uh, in uh, high school. I remember racing with Joy Fair. Yeah, my parents oh, yeah. And my parents were telling me, yeah, when I was dating your mom, we used to watch Joy Fair at Flat Rock all the time. It's like, this guy's like a million years old. He but was cool. He, he was. I mean, he was great when he was a million years old. He was. And you would never looking at him. You would never right. think that he was a race car driver. He looked like a school teacher. <laughs> so uh, they're having the Joy Fair Memorial 100, featuring the ARCA Gold Cup late models going 100 laps at Flat Rock on Saturday night. Uh, street stocks are having a retro night with dashes and pursuits. That's kind of cool. Yay! Pits open at two. Front gates at four. Racing at seven at Flat Rock. Twenty dollars for general admission for that event. Sandusky Speedway in action with the Midwest Super Modified Series, the MSS, Lake Erie uh, stocks as well. Beginner stocks, Renegades, pits open at 3, front gate at 4, racing at 7. General admission, $17 for that event at Sandusky Speedway on Saturday night. Uh, Friday night, or I'm sorry, Sunday. I didn't put Sunday on here. I Sunday, I Sunday I night. 
Ooh, and I didn't listen to uh, Weekman's uh, forecast here. Sunday night, uh, Fremont Speedway. Uh, the Computer Man, it's Computer Man Night, featuring the All-Star Circuit of Champions. The triumphant return to Fremont Speedway. Also, the uh, Dirt Trucks will be in action. Gates open at 3, racing at 7, general admission 22 bucks on Sunday at Fremont. Eldora, Sunday night, uh, Johnny Appleseed Classic, presented by uh, Miller Lights. It's going to be the American Late Model Series, NRA Sprint Invaders, UMP Modifieds, and Eldora Stocks. Pit Gate opens at 3, Spectator Gate at 4, racing at 7.30. General admission is 19 bucks. And then uh, looking ahead uh, to next week, next Thursday night, uh, it's night number one of the Sprint Car World Championship at Mansfield Motor Speedway. Whoa. Yeah. 1,000 to win, 100,000 to win uh, that, yeah. uh, the main event there. Uh, we'll have more on that uh, next week, but uh, the night one will be next Thursday. So, And I'm thinking I may have left off the part about uh, Sunday for Fremont in Eldora to uh, Ryan in our forecast, and I didn't listen to the forecast. I just dumped it in, and so this this could be interesting. Yeah, well, let, let's see what he's got to well, say. Let's, let's, uh, let's find out how, uh, how the racing is going to be. Again, uh, the subject of his email back to me, don't blame the messenger. This is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm first alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. As we get into the warm season here, a full slate for our Memorial Day weekend. Friday races at this point looking to be the safest from any rain chances. Lima Land and Attica, both races should be a go with pleasant race time conditions dry tracks and temperatures that will largely be in the 60s. As we go towards Saturday, Flat Rock, I know the race is until 7 o'clock, but several rounds of earlier in the day rain could spell trouble for the track. As for Oakshade and Fremont, 7 p.m. start times, that could be interrupted by race time showers and thunderstorms. May get the green flag to go, but keep an eye to the sky on the north side of the tracks. That's where any potential showers and thunderstorms will likely be dropping out of through the evening. Now on to our Sunday races taking place at Sandusky, Fremont, and Eldora. This is a little bit of a trickier one. I think by and large, most of the rain is out of the area by the scheduled race times, but overnight showers and downpours Saturday night and scattered rain during the day on Sunday could mean another washout at many of the local tracks on Sunday. Not what we want to see, and the weather pattern really isn't breaking down anytime soon. Could see more scattered rounds of showers and thunderstorms, and as temperatures are now warmer, those downpours get a little bit heavier as we get set to flip the calendar into June. This has been your weekend weather pit stop forecast. Be sure to download that free First Alert weather app. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Yeah, Ryan was right. I was wrong. That's why I was confused. Yeah. Sandusky is actually on Sunday this week. Okay. The, uh, the Midwest uh, Super Modified Series. That is actually a Sunday night event, along with Fremont and Eldora. So apparently I did send them the right information. My Sunday is just on this page. Yeah, it's right there. That's what happens when I don't And a little bit early. Enough. Huh? On a little early on Sunday? Uh, L- no, late I, afternoon? The 7 o'clock. Oh, okay. 7 o'clock. Actually, uh, both Fremont and Sandusky are 7 and Eldora. Schedule started at 7.30. But uh, fingers crossed on the weather. It's been rough. It's been a rough spring as far as rain i hate it so thanks to uh dave kemmer for uh helping me out with uh keeping up to date with what's going on as best <laughs> as like i've been very hectic the past few weeks even with only having raced once so, yeah well your your boy's been racing every 
yeah nearly every day so well if he makes it to state the track season will go another week and i'll have a couple more trips to columbus but well let's hope that he does yeah we'll find out tomorrow and then uh we'll be out at oakshade hopefully uh saturday night for the alms event yeah and we'll see what happens on sunday walleye toledo walleye yeah they, LA they Cup go finals. off uh, tomorrow? They, uh, yeah, they game one is, uh, no, it's uh, Saturday night. And game two is Sunday. Downtown? Nope, in Newfoundland. Okay. They're going to Canada, now, eh? That's 2,200 miles, Scott, was what I heard. It's a, it's far. On, yeah. on a bus? A 50-hour well, bus ride and a, I think, five-hour ferry ride, I want to say. <laughs> five-hour boat ride that runs one Planes, trains, automobiles, and ferry boats. Wow. Yeah. I feel bad for those guys, but... I feel bad for yeah. a 50-hour bus ride. That's crazy. That was sick. Can't we get these guys a plane? Any big sponsors? I would imagine get these there's guys still a... snow on the ground that far. <laughs> Newfoundland's not that far north. But uh, good, luck to, good luck to <laughs> Toledo Walleye. Uh, they'll be back in town Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday next week. So, so all they got to do is win one up there, three here, and... And we're done. We got Kelly Cup champions. Ooh, baby! That'd be awesome. Go Walleye. It's not a hockey podcast. Go Fish. Not a hockey podcast. We'll be back next week. Brandon Gregory will be our guest here in the studio, sportsman driver out at Oakshade Raceway. Uh, Give Ron Miller Race Cars a call, 734-856-RACE. For all your racing needs and advice, visit HammerdownRaceReport.com to get a hold of me, get any information about the show that you need. Shall we go home? Let's go home. We'll be back No, let's go out to dinner. It's time. All right. Arca Race coming up uh, about 45 minutes uh, if you're watching us live. If uh, you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, you're probably missing it right now or you already did. So we'll see you next week. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!